The following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's kind of a gray overcast Monday, but boy, have we got some great stuff to yap about. Watson Brown will join us here in a couple of minutes. Let me say hello to Billy Derrick. Billy, how are you? George, I'm great. We got a lot to yap about today. We got a good night of uh, of sports with Halloween tonight, uh, Bengals and Browns, and then we've also got uh, some baseball with the World Series. So, uh, no, no, no trick or treating for me, George, but I'll be watching sports. Oh, it's nothing but work. <laughs> Sounds rough. Let's check in right off the bat with Terry McCormick, get our daily Titans update as is the case every day during football season. Terry, how are you? George, how are you? Good. Let's, uh, let's start with this. How did, how did the team come out of the Houston game? Well, Nick Vrabel didn't say a whole lot about injuries in his press conference today. He was asked about Ryan Tannehill's status and was said, we'll see on Wednesday. The only guy that, uh, that we know of that suffered an injury was Amani Hooker, had a left shoulder injury and didn't play in the second half uh, on Sunday against the Texans. But other than that, uh, nothing really that uh, has come out yet about uh, any further injuries on the Titans roster. Terry, let's go to Ryan Tannehill for a minute. I, I'm going to ask a dumb question because I don't remember hearing anything about illness. Obviously, we knew about injury. What do you know about illness? Well, the illness apparently cropped up uh, on Friday, and he was not in the building. We didn't see him on the practice field. Then when the injury report came out, uh, his listing for not being on the practice field said ankle slash illness. And then on Saturday, when he missed the walkthrough because he was still dealing with it, uh, the Titans made the decision to rule him out. They left him at home to recuperate, and they went with Malik Willis as their starter. Terry, would I be right if this is COVID, they're not allowed to say it, are they? It generally comes out a lot of times if it is COVID. Uh, you know, generally that kind of comes to the forefront. Somebody kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Um I don't know that that's what it is. It'll be interesting to see uh, what transpires on Wednesday uh, if Ryan Tannehill is able to be back in the building and uh, if he's not able to practice with the ankle injury, at least be there to uh, get treatments on it. Terry, as we speak, Derrick Henry just broke off another 20-yard run. 
I don't know about you, but it looked to me in the third quarter that the Texans wanted no part of Derrick Henry. No, it really looked that way. And it was great for the Titans because they basically went into the four-minute offense in the second half at, at the start of the second half and just said, we're going to let the air out of it, run the football. And they absolutely did that. Derrick Henry just crammed it down their throat. Um, you know, 219 yards total, two touchdowns, which now makes him the franchise leader uh, with 75 uh, in that category, passing both Earl Campbell and Eddie George yesterday. Okay, anything else you want to lay on us? Well, I found it very interesting. You know, I I think Malik Willis was green as we expected he would be in terms of running the offense. I think the best thing that happened to the Titans yesterday was the fact that the defense played lights out. You know, got bailed them out of the situation with the turnovers by holding the Texans to one field goal there. And then when the running game got going with Henry and also Dontrell Hilliard, it basically allowed them to take the game out of Willis's hands and basically just let him be a facilitator for the running game, which if you're the Titans, that's a best case scenario when you're starting a rookie quarterback who you know is probably not ready for that assignment. Terry, uh, Watson, obviously, we'll talk about this later in the show. Malik Willis isn't anywhere close. No, he's got a long way to go, George. But they knew that when they drafted him. They knew that he wasn't going to be a guy who could just walk right in and, you know, run this offense. But the truth of the matter is, is this. They, they couldn't afford roster-wise to carry three quarterbacks on the active roster. They can't afford to expose Malik Willis to the waiver wire to try to get him on the practice squad because they know somebody would claim him. Probably multiple teams would put in a claim, so they would lose him. So Logan Woodside could be, you can sneak him through, and they did. And so that's kind of the situation that they're left with, going with Malik Willis as the number two quarterback, even though clearly he's not ready to be an NFL starter yet. Terry, did you get any hint at all whether they think Tannehill will be available Sunday? I, I did not. Uh, Mike Brable certainly playing his cards close to the best today. As he uh, should. If it's, if it's just the ankle and there's nothing involved illness-wise to extend this out, I would think that the signs might show that he would have a chance to play on Sunday night. That's just a guess on my part. That's certainly not any – uh, speculation, you know, beyond just me thinking that Tannehill was able to walk around the practice facility on Wednesday and Thursday when we saw him. Uh, he was not in any kind of walking boot. So that leads me to believe that he's on the mend. Uh, and so it's just uh, a matter of whether or not he's going to be able to uh, operate the offense with that injury this week. Terry, appreciate it as always. Uh, thanks, George. Terry McCormick and his daily Titans update. Yes, it is, George. That was the daily Titans update powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. And also Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin, and Hendersonville, and also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Sumner Funeral and Cremation, traditional, affordable, and dignified. 
Okay, George, as uh, as we still wait for Watson here uh, to roll in, uh, let's get to the first order of business here in the update. Brian Harson has been fired. This came uh, just before Auburn was expected to name a new athletic director and John Cohen, uh, the former Mississippi State AD. And it also came less than 48 hours after Auburn lost to Arkansas at home by double digits. George, his tenure ends with a 9-12 and record, and he's owed $15.5 million dollars in buyout money. So I don't think, I don't think that's what scares Auburn though. No, it doesn't seem to here are a couple of thoughts. I I have no doubt that two things played out that led to it today. Number one, he gave him the easy excuse on Saturday. They were awful against Arkansas. There's no reason for Auburn football to be that far below Arkansas, but they were on Saturday. Number two is they hired John Cohen from Mississippi State. The likelihood is he said to them, I'm not going to come in and do the dirty work. This is y'all's problem. You fix it, and you fix it before I come here. That's my gut feeling. I think you're right. I think you're right, George. So, uh, Cohen, we'll have to see who he goes with. We talked about Mullen, maybe Kiffin. We'll, of course, talk a lot about that. Uh, coming up later in the show. but Billy, he, here would be the question, okay? The top four, I mean, it's easy to make these up, mm-hmm. okay? I'm making them up. Here goes. Top on the list is Lane Kiffin. What is the lure, the, the possibility of going head-to-head with Nick Saban and being the one to be able to say, I pushed him out the door, He couldn't deal with me. Is that enough for Lane Kiffin? I don't know, but I think it'll at least get him on the phone to talk about it. Number two would be Hugh Freeze, and you say, well, now, wait a minute. Didn't he sign a deal on Friday that's an eight-year commitment with Liberty? Yes, he did. The likelihood is that eliminates that. Do I think it's 100% certain with Hugh Freeze? No, no, I nothing would shock me with Hugh Freeze. Third on the list would be Matt Rule. Matt Rule was a great college coach at both Temple and mm-hmm. Baylor, and he's certainly been rumored for this job. Does he fit Auburn? Eh, I don't know, but he wins. And so that might automatically make him a fit. And the fourth would be Neon Dion. Deion Sanders is a recruiting machine, and if you look at Auburn's level of talent right now, man, they need a recruiting machine. Yeah, they could use a little help. Oh, my God, they're not very good. So the question is, would you take those four and in your mind say one of those four is going to get this job, or would you go the field? I would go those four. Um, I think Kiffin, Freeze, and rule those are kind of the 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 triangle pyramid of of choices and options for um for Auburn there so man that'll be fun to watch this is one of the more intriguing uh coaching carousel moves i think oh, in a yeah. long time in college football and a very important one and we'll talk about it with Watson probably around 5:20 this afternoon yeah. item number 2 Item number two, George, uh, Jim Harbaugh is expecting criminal charges for the Michigan State players involved in roughing up a couple of members of Michigan's team after the game and the tunnel. 
he said, can't imagine that this will not result in criminal criminal charges. So really ugly stuff, though. I know you saw the video before yeah. we got on here, George. If you've seen the video, it's disgraceful. Now, let me say this. I know Mel Tucker. And I don't think he's teaching this kind of thing. But to the people who participated in that, that is being a thug 100%. That has no place in anywhere, but it certainly has no place in college football. And I will say this. It's another one of these deals where it looks like there's one tunnel that they all go through. Yeah. And when that happens, uh, you're asking for like trouble. Now, one. that said, it shouldn't matter. Game's over. Yeah, people call each other all kinds of names. They talk about their mamas, you know, not in a real good way during a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know there's a certain level of trash talk. But what went on Saturday is embarrassing. It is completely outrageous, and that's the act of thugs, period. Yeah, I, I'm with you, George, and I, I think the Michigan player uh, kind of lit the fuse there. I don't know if you saw the part. This is another Twitter video. He was kind of dancing in the middle of the Michigan State huddle. But, yeah, no, nothing excuses the behavior in, uh, that we saw in that video. I yeah, mean, that, th this is this is a bad look. But I think this should be enough for Michigan to make a move and add another tunnel. I mean, it's – Oh, it needs to be. It's yeah. past due. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay, George, let's, let's move down the line here. Florida's Brenton Cox has been dismissed from the team. Uh, linebacker, edge rusher type, really good player uh, for Florida – Billy Napier said, sometimes you have to make decisions in the best interest of the team. We decided to move on. So uh, Napier said it was a, an accumulation of issues. Uh, but, man, it it's not looking good here in year one no. for Napier. Uh, the, the, the young guy got in a fight in the Georgia game, and apparently that was the last straw in that deal. So here that, we go. That'll get you. That'll get you there in the SEC. George, keep rolling here. Another SEC, former SEC linebacker, Roquan Smith, has been traded from Chicago to Baltimore in a, uh, in exchange for 2023 second and fifth round picks, according to a source close to the deal. That's a big-time pickup for Baltimore there. Well, let me say this. If any team needs defensive help, man, it is Baltimore. They are bad on defense, and they need to get it figured out because they've still got a shot in that division of course, a lot of teams can say that. There's some bad football being played right now in the NFL. Some will call it parody. The truth, it's bad football. It was on display in Houston oh yesterday. Oh, my God. Front and center stage. <laughs> uh, last piece here, George. Game three of the World Series is tonight. Uh, series is tied at 1, 7 o'clock tonight on Fox. The Phils are going with Cindergaard. The Strohs are going to go with Lance McCullers. Yeah, it's a good pitching matchup. First of all, I'm really hopeful that uh, they're able to get this game in. Weather is a factor up in Philly. Their fan base has been incredible. They have been so good. I think we've got Watson. Yeah, let's just say hello to him. Hi, Watson. <laughs> Hi, George. What did you screw up? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? There's a good chance it was me, though. If you you're if it it's a betting deal, which you're big into betting, if it's a betting <laughs> deal, take me. Okay. Take you minus the points. Minus the points. A lot of points. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. 
Uh, it's good to have you with us, in particular, since it's called Watson's Titans Analysis. Yeah, we, okay. kind of, we might need him for that. <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, when we come back, guess what we'll have? Watson's Titans Analysis. Yay! Bingo! Boom. All of that on Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com.
Well, it's the moment all of you have awaited. Watson Brown's Titans Analysis brought to you by the folks at Pennington Distilling Company. First of all, if you stayed awake for those two hours and 45 minutes, God bless you. <laughs> Deserve some sort of a medal because it was a big old snooze fest. Watson, let's just say it the way it was. Derrick Henry just owns the Texans. <laughs> it's scary. Oh, my gracious. Would he love to play the Texans every week? He oh, would break all NFL records that would stand in the history. I'm telling you, they started out trying to tackle him a little bit about middle of the third quarter. They said, no moss. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> really else, nobody else wanted to tackle him. They just say, oh, Lord, here he comes at me. I mean, George, hes I've never seen it like this with him. He's five, six yards down the field before he even sees an off-colored jersey. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, there's no telling how many yards he could have really gained if, the, if it had been a, a game that was close. Because, I mean, you could tell this one was over about middle of the third quarter. Let's take a look at the uh, touchdown run. Uh, I guess the it last was the one when there's nobody in the picture, but him. well, oh, no, this, that's is, the first. this is the first one. Yeah. And with the hair flopping, he looks like a runaway freight train. <laughs> now that one at least had some level of opposition. Watson, the second one. The it second was one, exactly I'm not sure, like I'm not sure there's it a Texan no in the picture of the second one. Yeah. He put a good stiff arm on that guy. I mean, again, the one thing I will say, guys, we did see the burst again yesterday. Yes. I, I did. We've been waiting to see that. He hadn't gotten loose like that in any of the games, not not as early as he did in this one. So I think, you know, that that I, I, that was the good thing that I saw. It's about all I got out of that game. But, but uh, the burst is back. He's got it still there. Okay, here's some numbers. First of all, the 32 carries, Watson, that's too many. Yeah. But I think they decided that hell would freeze over before they were going to let anybody take that win away from them. That's the one thing that worries me is that number of carries. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row. Um, this one I understand because when you get in trouble, go to Derek. We didn't have our quarterback. Um, Willis wasn't playing very good. The Texans couldn't move the ball. I mean, they had 69 yards in the fourth quarter of the game, for God's sakes. I don't know if I've ever heard of that before. But they knew, and so just give it to Derek and end the game, keep making first downs. But I'm not sure they couldn't have put any back in there and gained these yards yesterday. Derek made some nice runs, but I'm not sure any of their three backs could have been in there. I mean, the second back carried it what? How many carries did he have? 12? Yeah, uh, and he had he had seventy yards himself. Right. So I mean, geez, it it didn't matter yesterday. I'm I might have taken him out in the fourth quarter, but Mike he wanted to get out of there with a win. Period. I don't blame what he did. Okay, number two, we'll say that uh, the offensive line dominates. Watson, I guess my question is. Were they really that good or were the Texans that bad? 
both. I think we're playing better. We got Davis back. I think he makes a big difference in there. He gets good movement. Brewer don't get the movement that he does. When they run to Davis's side, there's good movement there. But they're they're George. They're bad. I mean, I I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. That that's right. one of the that's maybe the worst team I've seen physically in the NFL in a long while. I understand they had a couple of guys out up front on their defensive line, but still their offensive line, we're fixing to get into that. Uh, their defensive line was just getting knocked all over the place. I mean, just awful. And so part of it, yes, let's don't sugarcoat it. The Texans are really bad. We've had a nice run here. We played the Colts. <laughs> They're bad. The Texans, the commanders, they're bad. Yes. <laughs> and they've won three in a row, and which won tells three you a little row, something which, about the state of the NFL. They know what kind of team they have. And they beat the coach yesterday <laughs> <laughs> in Indianapolis. So, <laughs> go figure. And then the Raiders yesterday don't score a point. Lose lose to a backup quarterback in the Saints 24 to nothing. So, yeah. we've had a nice run here. We're fixing to run into the Chiefs. It'll – It'll pick back up again. Yeah, but kindergarten we had a nice is about month over. Of scheduling. Yeah, they're kindergarten about, is about over. They're about to graduate. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they here's are. your diploma for getting out of fourth grade. Now, move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Defensive line dominates. Now, Watson, I tend to believe in that uh, because I think they're pretty good up front. They absolutely just let Houston know who Daddy was. Oh. I wouldn't have played quarterback yesterday, and and I would have done exactly what Mills did. I'd have hit my my, my back step, my fifth step, third step, whatever it was they're throwing off of, and that ball would have left my hands. There's no way I would have stayed around and let them hit me. And he did a lot of that, just threw balls in the ground. I mean, yeah. just said, I, I can't get it off. Embarrassing. The Texans were embarrassing. Part of that is our defensive front is very good. Simmons is just unbelievable. Tart got hurt yesterday. Hope he's okay. Uh, Dupree played pretty well. I mean, it, it, we just dominated them. It, it, sure. It was – you didn't have to worry about anything else. I said it to you off the air. I said, anybody the other than Derrick Henry, anybody that had a number under 50 yesterday <laughs> really had a day off <laughs> because – both sides of the line dominated so much, nobody else had to do anything. Right. I mean, I saw again late in the game, we took out the starting line and put in our backups. And they went right down the field and scored. Sure. So our secondary just didn't have to do anything at no. all because our first defensive line is just dominating. Never in the history of the NFL has a team had to do less to get a win. Never. I'd love to see the game. If, if there was ever one where the two lines were so dominant and Derek that nobody else had to do a thing to win that game, hardly. Yeah. Okay, now we get to the fourth one, uh, which we'll get into Malik Willis here in a minute. But if there was ever proof that this is a quarterback-friendly offense, it was yesterday. I mean, it was basically here, here, and every once in a while – Keep screen. it. <laughs> screen. Play screen one or, or a roll or the a, other. A naked bootleg kind of play or a, 
a quick play action pass, throw it to one guy. I, I've been saying it all along. It's the best offense in the NFL for a quarterback to have good numbers. You ought to have good numbers if you play quarterback for the Titans because the quarterback is the second guy. Everything comes off of Derrick Henry, which it should. And then really your, your reads, your progressions, everything is so simple that they do. And when do we get in trouble when Ryan Tannehill's healthy? Third and long. That's when we struggle. But if we're within the chains, there is not an offense in the NFL that as friendly for a quarterback as this one is. And that's why Malik got away with the game yesterday. He really wasn't very good. Uh, he was okay. Um, he, he His fundamentals were really poor. I think he was really nervous and he was all over the place. He missed a wide open touchdown on a short throw, about a 20 yard throw. He overthrew the, the one of our tight ends. Um, you know, we jumped off sides quite a few times. That's because there's a new quarterback and a new cadence. Uh, that I that I can understand. But we got away without having to let Malik really have to make very many plays, George, and give Mike and them credit. I mean, they did it. They, I don't believe they could have played anybody else in the NFL yesterday but the Texans and got away with that. Nobody. Nobody else of the 32, 31 teams other than us they could have done that against, but we just happened to be playing the right team to where we could do that yesterday. And uh, I hope Ryan Tannehill's back next week against the Chiefs. I saw maybe one drop back pass where he had to think high, low, or throw it to one side of the field, the other, and it was a ball late, way behind our guy, and intercepted. Matter of fact, it was the only three right. points they got in the game till the last the drive of the quarter. game in the first quarter. And after that, I think they said, all these throws, very simple. Let's win the game. Let's give it to Derek, see if we can win this game. They knew they weren't going to give up many points because they were dominating the yeah. Texans' offense. Okay, let, let's do it like this because people are going to want to hear your opinion. Would it be a true statement that Malik Willis, there's no way he could be ready in year number two to be a starting NFL quarterback? You know, George, I just don't want to – I know what off-seasons mean and hard work. And a, a coach will hardly ever say that. I know he's not ready right now. Uh, I will I will, I will, will say it up to this point. Man, does he have a long way to go. He has a long, long way to go. I think it starts with – you remember back in preseason, we were harping on his fundamentals. Do you remember yes. that? Oh yeah, really harp every week. Yeah, because you know stuff. what it you know what that means. Yes, and they're, they're really really poor. His feet are all over the place. He's never balanced when he throws, and he's got a really bad when he gets real nervous. He's got a real low sidearm release, and uh, his hands under the ball. You will never have control of a football if your hands side or under the ball. Your hand has to be on top of the ball like this to control it. Malik's is right here, George. And they've got to get that changed to where it's here and his footwork and everything. He's got a long, long way to go. I hope part of that is just nervousness, but I also saw it in the preseason. And I thought he was worse yesterday than even he was in the preseason. A lot of pressure on a, a kid. I, You know, I think he's got ability. I think he can be the guy, but I do think he's got – a lot of hours and training to go through to get there. 
how much of that is the offense that he ran in college? Because there'll be people who say, well, now, wait a minute. This kid at Western Kentucky is ready to step in like that and, frankly, has looked better than Mac Jones. So is that a system deal? No, I think it's just he's gotten away with with poor fundamentals for a long while. He used his legs so much in college. Right. And and uh, and through, but he used his legs and they were able to simplify, really simplify throws. And to be very honest, George, you're open more in college. What they call open in the NFL. Oh Lord, your windows are that's huge that's in called college. in college, they tell you don't throw it there. That's the difference. Where the what they call an open window in the NFL, I would tell college quarterbacks, don't that's not enough open, don't throw it in there. And so that tells you the difference and the long arms and the length of the secondary, long arms of defensive linemen, length of the secondary and linemen, linebackers. Uh, the windows are just tighter. And, and so you've got to be much more accurate, I think, in the NFL than you do college, quite a bit more accurate. The more I watch now that I'm getting to watch NFL, George, I, when I was a coach, I never got to watch the NFL. Sunday was always a real busy day. The more I'm watching the NFL now – I think it's harder to go from the college to the NFL than it is high school to college in today's world. A lot of these high schools are running college offenses in high school, so these quarterbacks are getting it. Uh, these NFL offenses, it's not what they're doing. It's not the offense. It's what they're going against. The talent levels are so good. They're covering these guys so much better. You cannot be – that much off, and it's an interception in the NFL. Okay, people are going to want your opinion to this question. Is there any piece of this in your mind saying he may not ever get there? No. If anybody said that, I'd say that's not that's not fair. Don't go there. Okay. Let's see what he does with it. I see ability. I see a strong arm. I see a strong body. Uh, he can hang in there with these NFL guys. He 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 can not get injured. And unbelievable feet. He's got quick feet, fast, quick feet, George, and he's also run strong. He's a strong. He is a much better runner probably than Murray, because Murray is a guy that isn't that doesn't run strong. He's a juker. This kid can flat run over you, and uh, so I think ability's there. If I'm the coaching staff, I can't wait to really get my hands on him and get him better and better and better. And he'll be better the next time he goes out over this one because he won't be as nervous as he was in this one. But he's he's got a long way to now, go, well, but well, there's no on. way. There's hold no on, way Watson. I throw him out. If it's Kansas City this Sunday. Oh, no, that's a different story. Uh, that's, I mean, if he's that's got right. to make plays to win that game, a lot of them. Oh, that'd be hard. It'd be hard okay. to do because he, when he starts having to throw at all those throws, all those third down throws, you got to start throwing in that. I just think that would that would make it hard for him. Let's let's hope and pray it doesn't come to that. Um, I think right now Woodside's the better player. I do. Yeah, and they might if they lost Hannahill for the year. I'm not sure they wouldn't reverse this and go with Woodside and let Malik be the backup. 
but in a one-week deal or something, they feel like Malik is their future. So do I. I do. Um, but you got to win right now, man. And they, it's the NFL is win right now. Uh, we've got patience and time, though, because there's no way we're not going to win this division. Oh, good Lord. They'd it's, almost have to forfeit. Man, Coach, two of the three teams have one win. I mean, this division is awful. The and, division's a and, joke. And the Colts got three wins, and and they're not any good. We've seen them twice. They're not any good. So if we'll ride this thing out, we'll win the division. And then whatever happens in the playoffs happens. It's a brand new season at that point. We learned that last year, guys. We were one and done last year in the playoffs and were the number one seed. So the playoffs are a different world. Yeah, all, all of a sudden this Chiefs game is huge. Because if, if the Titans win that one, they've got the tiebreaker in the AFC and the upper hand now. Yeah, but I know. think more importantly, it's a measuring stick. Right. I mean, I they really. have played nobody in this five-game winning streak. No. Now you're going to find out where do they really stack. Yeah, and, and the schedule will get tougher. We still got the Texans another time, and we still got the Jaguars twice. So we got three left still. But the rest of them, these teams will be a little better. But I think it's the Broncos after this one, and they're not very good on offense either, George. So we won't have to score a lot of points to beat the Broncos. I think it's at home. And that's the next one there. So they're, they're sitting really good. And uh, they are. Mike ought to be able to relax and get his team better and shoot for the playoffs. I just wish there was somebody they could get in here at receiver where we've got a guy, just a go-to guy. We all saw what A.J. Brown guys did yesterday. Oh, God. My gracious. Mm. Did he eat the Steelers alive single-handedly? Mm-hmm. Ate them alive yesterday. Oh, that just – I just don't even want to think about it. Uh, just to still have him on this football team right now would be a complete different chemistry of a football team to me. I knew Watson's analysis would be great. Those of you watching this live, you've gotten a real treat, a real insight. Others of you who see it afterwards, make sure to watch this because it's really good stuff. Mike Vrabel's press conference is coming up next on Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier 
your skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Always good to have the drums with us, but the truth is you'd probably rather hear from Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, his press conference earlier today. Let's listen in. And uh, Still trying to figure out what this team is. Isn't it kind of simple at this point? Derek no, I mean, I think we have to continue to make sure that we we appreciate, you know, I think who we are and you know, it's certainly you know, an element that we have to run the football. We have to be able to create a lot of things off of that. Um, you know, defensively, we have to, you know, make sure that we're not giving up X plays and all those things. And, you know, there's a physical <laughs> physical style of brand that, that we want to play with. And, um, you know, that's going to have to change based on who we play sometimes. But I think, you know, our opportunities to – to rush the passer, have to come from from stopping the run and make sure that we're not giving up people, you know, easy yardage there. You're in a situation where you have to go with Malik again. We'll get that confidence in, in a different game that it, where there might be more demands on him that he could handle more. Well, we'll continue to progress through and take a look and see where we are this week of practice. And, you know, I think it's a good opportunity that he got his first start. And, 
I know he'll learn a lot more or he'll learn from from the things that you know he can correct and fix and you know that that's the way we'll approach it we'll we'll try to make sure that there's a plan in place and that everybody's confident in it and see how the game goes how much do you think the week off helped Ryan and how's he how's he doing maybe a week later we'll know more when we practice on Wednesday is the uh, I know the illness came out late too is he over the the illness portion of things we'll see on Wednesday when the injury report comes out I thought that they were into it, obviously trying to get Derek to the second and third level. Uh, it's hard to block the post safety. We run out of guys. And so uh, Derek was on that guy a lot. And I felt like, you know, sometimes they moved and we caught them and sometimes they didn't move and we caught them. But then sometimes they moved. They caught us a couple times there. And um, But all in all, I think that they were into their combinations. There's things that – you know, they can improve on, but there were things that we had talked about trying to get better at uh, that they certainly that that showed up. Christian Fulton said yesterday that he wants to take that next step towards becoming a better player for you, and especially after seeing that game yesterday. What have you seen that has allowed him to do that? Well, I think, you know, this league is about, you know, everything that you want to do is about the next week. So I, I'm glad that Christian wants to try to improve. I, I hope they all do. Um, Christian knows we hold him to a high standard, but he's going to have to do that against Kansas City. You know, number one passing offense in the league, number one for points. So this week would be a good week to to continue to improve and 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 cover and, and tackle like he's done. And you know, he's playing man. He understands the concepts most of the time in zone. So you know, that's been good to see. What does it say about Jeff that he was able to turn in a dominant type performance? On an, on an ankle injury and not able to practice all week. Can't say enough, you know, I mean, about him as a player and a person. Um, we talked about his technique and how he's improved on that. I think that continues to help him. Um, you know, he, this team means a lot to him. Uh, you know, we need Jeff to, to help us perform. Talk us to the play where, uh, where Chig was pretty wide open on the right side and what, what Malik saw and did. I'm not going to be able to speak for what Malik saw or did, but you know we just got to get it out of our hands sooner enough. Sooner. How much of your defensive success series recently is predicated on being able to do it with just four guys up front, not having to bring extra? Well, I mean, I think that's you know part of it. I mean, yesterday it was about stopping a run and forcing them into longer yardage situations, and then affecting the quarterback. And you know, sometimes it was the coverage, sometimes it was the rush. I mean, Bud Sack was great coverage third and long in the red zone and you know, quarterback had to hold the ball. There were other times where the, you know, the rush helped the the coverage. And I think that's a great way to, to be able to play defense is not to rely solely on one area, but try to let everything work together and, you know, have everybody do their jobs. Simmons and Tart make kind of a good pair. Do they, the skill sets complement one another in any way? Well, Tier continues to improve and be disruptive in there, and I think they communicate well. Um, even on the first play of the game, you saw Tier out there hustling. You know, on the um, on the screen, they try to throw to the tight end, um, and so he continues to improve. He affected the quarterback a few times there late in the game. Uh, I, I don't know if they necessarily complement each other. I think that um, you know, they both work in there a lot. The more I've said this, the more the tier can play for us. I think the better that um, we are, but he's got to play up to the standard and, and the effort and, and with which we expect. So he's working on that and, and trying to do that because, 
if he's only if he's not running to the football, you know, then we're we're not going to have him out there. Does his improvement, I guess, gradual improvement, kind of lessen the attention a little bit on on Simmons? I mean, I think Jeff's still going to get plenty of attention. Um, whoever's over there. Mike, you alluded yesterday after the game about how you. Watson, it sure appeared to me that he didn't want to answer anything when it came to Ryan Tannehill's illness. <clears throat> no, he's, he's staying away from that 100%, which tells me he's still hurt. Um, maybe he's even still ill. I don't know. But, yeah, I caught that immediately with you, George. He, he didn't want to touch that. And uh, he's already talking about Kansas City. He, he knows what he played yesterday. And he knows he got out of there because we've lost some games like that. That's we've been playing some poor teams here lately, George. But sure, we've also lost to some of those poor teams in the past. And Mike got us through it, and it's five straight wins. And uh, but it's a different ball game now. And you heard it out of his mouth right out the gate. He said, "We're now playing the Chiefs. It's a little different world than what we've just played." Yeah. So. But this is the, these are the kind of games I think he loves. He loves this underdog feeling, and and uh, uh, I don't know. I we we I just think we'll play them better than people think we will. I think we'll play them better if if Ryan plays. Well, Ryan this, is, this is a measuring stick. Houston doesn't tell you a damn thing. No, it tells you they could line up and push around the Texans, and by the middle of the third quarter, I've never seen a pro football team retreat the way Houston did. They wanted no part of yesterday. I border. I don't ever like saying somebody quit. I will say they waved the white flag, buddy. They, 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 I said it earlier in the show. I think I heard Billy Snigger and there's no moss. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm done. Get me out of here. Get that tank back to Nashville. I By don't the way. See that. I don't want to see that locomotive another play with a 22 on the front of that train. The other one that did it yesterday, the Raiders. There is a screen pass to Alvin Kamara that ends up being a 40-yard touchdown. There is not a Raider in sight. Uh, uh, what I, is going I on really, there? I think this is a bigger issue we should get into one segment, whether it's this week or next, you know, with Watson. Just saying, what has happened in the NFL? I mean, this season, it feels like, and Tom Brady said it. I mean, th there's so many mediocre teams to where you look at it, and it's not even as good of a, a product to watch. I'm sitting there watching that game yesterday, Billy, and I'm saying to myself, they've got millions of dollars in these players. Millions and millions of dollars. And look at them. Look at that. I mean, I don't think there was an NFL player on the field. It didn't look like it. I mean, how do you get that back? You're talking about for the Texans. Texans. I'm yeah. talking about watching the Texans play, thinking about all the money they've got on that field out there. They pay those guys. And then watch them play. I mean, they didn't like they cared. They're getting killed. I mean, they're getting knocked all over the place. The backup guard they put in the game, I think you said it to me. <laughs> You said it to me best. I, th I mean, he's an XFL player. <laughs> that's about yeah. what he was. You made that comment. I said, that's a good analysis because that's about what that kid was they put out there. Uh, I don't know. I just I, – I, it's disappointing to me to see so many 
very average to poor football teams. Scoring is down. I think I know the answer to that. Defensive linemen in the league, everybody seems to have them. The Texans don't. But everybody seems to have defensive linemen. I think that's the difference in the scoring. The pass rushers I'm seeing are, are becoming more and more dominant in the NFL week to week. Uh, everybody seems to have them. And uh, I think that's why scoring's down. Stat of the day is coming, followed by a lot of good college football talk. Stick around. It's Reaction Monday on Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. Hey, this is George Plaster, and I'm excited to announce that the second annual Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night is going to happen Monday, November the 28th at the Hermitage Strike and Spare. The three charities that will benefit are Last Minute Toy Store, Martha O'Brien Center, and Stars. And our intention is to get them that money so it can do the most amount of good at Christmas time. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional, affordable, dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster.
Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day, powered by John English Antique Sports and Cards, as well as Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Before we get to the Stat of the Day, don't forget to reach out to uh, John English Vintage Sports and Cards over in Shelbyville. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and many other sport-related items. Of course, they're open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 o'clock and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, don't forget about Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Give Eric a call at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's get to the stat of the day for today. And I think this is going for three in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So here's what we got for today. Which NFL quarterback has the longest active streak of consecutive games with a passing touchdown? That's 37 straight games with a passing touchdown. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Okay, Watson. Let, this one could be tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me just, you and I talking. Billy, okay. you stay out of this. Okay. Is it possible, Watson, that it is Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? I know he's been in some stats before that shocked us. Good stats, by the way. Yeah, could be. God, you got to put Mahomes. You'd have to put Mahomes up there. Yeah. You'd have to. You want to just go there? Because it seems like it's too obvious that it's I know. <laughs> I know. So something tells me it might not be Matthew Stafford. Boy, he's had because a tough you think year. In the, in the Lions years, they were always so far behind that he would get a lot of cheap touchdowns yeah. because of that. This one's hard. Okay. Let, let's, let's go with Mahomes and then. And uh, take it on the chin? Probably. Let's yeah. see. You <laughs> had it. How Good about job. that? Good job, George. Man. I probably talked you out of it. Wow. Well, we said he's been in on some interesting good stats before. And uh, good job. <laughs> Should have stuck with it. Wow. That's funny. Okay. We are officially in the five o'clock hour. Yes, we are. We are into the five o'clock hour. It is powered by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They offer state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, a sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, they've got the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide high-quality, specialized care in a compassionate manner. You can find them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. At this time, every Monday for the next month or so, we've been doing it Uh, Since late August, we give you Watson Brown's top four for the college football playoff, and we may add a few things to it. Man, we need a drum roll. This is is big stuff here. (laughs) I don't like that. That was a bad. You have a drum roll. There it is. I'll I'll load one in and I'll get that ready for next. Well, I mean, why did you bring it up? I just thought we. I think we need a drum roll for it. It's it's exciting stuff. Well, it's good. It, it will need a drum roll as we get a little bit further yeah. down into the year because it's going to matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, it matters tonight. It's the first time it really matters. Well, so not Washington, really. There's still a lot of big games left, Billy, for it really oh, yeah. matters. So do you believe the committee will do this the way you did it? I have no clue. But I would say, I'll say yes. I'll say this is the way it'll come out right here. Okay. Well, I got to ask you, Watson, why Why don't you have Tennessee higher? Uh, I don't, I think there's three and then Michigan. So you're going more off the eye test, not necessarily. Well, I'm just going off of what so far, and I know Tennessee and Georgia, that, I say it this way, Billy. I told George that when I gave it to him. This isn't going to be right by the end of the weekend. The winner of the Tennessee-Georgia right. game will go to number one. Right. And the other one will fall all the way to three. And if – does TCU play this weekend? When it, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. The loser may fall out will, after this weekend. Okay. The loser of the Georgia-Tennessee game will probably fall out, and the winner goes to number one. They will pass Ohio State. Okay. Let, let, let's take this a little bit further. Were you that impressed with Penn State's effort or disappointed that Ohio State, it took him as long as it did to, to finally apply the knockout punch? If this was for real, I would put Georgia ahead of them. But it's not. I just left Ohio State there. They're still winning. Uh, the um, Georgia looked the best I've seen them Saturday against Florida. They looked really good Saturday uh, in that game, other than a little bit of a third quarter where they just played around a little bit and threw an interception, but they, they looked solid. Um, and I knew, I knew that it, it was going to change this weekend. Ohio State will not be one next week, in my view. And I don't think that we'll be in the committees. I think the winner of this Tennessee, when you're playing two and three, it's not like one beating 16. Two and three playing each other this weekend. The winner of that game goes to number one. The loser of that game, guys, probably falls out if Clemson wins at Notre Dame. Clemson wins at Notre Dame. The loser of the Georgia-Tennessee game falls out of the top four. You believe Tennessee is going to Athens and win, don't you? I did two, three weeks ago. Uh, I thought if they got to this point, they could go in and win. Uh, I, I felt a lot better about Georgia Saturday from watching them. Georgia, I didn't think Georgia George could stay with Tennessee scoring. I do now. I do think Georgia's those two, those tight ends they play with, mm. uh, the, the quarterback's playing really, really good. He is really a lot more accurate than he was a year ago lot more confident than he is a year ago. I'm not sure I will say that now. I'm not sure I'll go that I'm picking Tennessee at this point just because of what I thought I saw in Georgia last week. And it's in Athens. And that is another place when it gets going. That is a good atmosphere now. And I'm going to tell you right now, is game day going there? I think they are. Yeah. yeah. Georgia's been watching all this patent Tennessee on the back with their fans. The Georgia fans Saturday mm -hmm. will want to outdo the Tennessee fans. It will be wild in that stadium. So I'm not sure now, George, even though I said it a couple of weeks ago, I'm more back into 50-50 and maybe slight, slight Georgia favored right now. 
Okay, let's let's see who his five through eight are. I didn't number them, but those are those are the next in teams. Order. In the they're they're in order, George. Five on the left is five, six, seven on the right. The way I'm as I'm looking at it, Oregon would be eight, Southern Cal nine, UCLA ten. I think those three toss them up. Any one of those could be eight, nine, or ten on the right. Okay, L- let me ask this. So Alabama's route to getting back there obviously has to include a win in the SEC title game. Absolutely. Either Georgia or Tennessee. Right. Okay. And went out to get there. A Tennessee loss at Georgia, but a win over, well, I don't guess it could happen, could it? I was going to say, but a win in the SEC title game, um, Tennessee, it, Tennessee wouldn't be there well, if they lose likely the wouldn't be there. There is a scenario. There is a scenario for Tennessee to make it with a loss. Georgia needs to beat Alabama in the SEC championship game. Tennessee could pop back up with one loss and be in the final four, in my opinion. If Alabama beats Georgia, Tennessee has no shot, I don't think. Because Georgia beat Tennessee, and that would be just one loss for Georgia. I don't think Tennessee could jump them, guys. So if Tennessee loses, they got to pull big time for Georgia to beat Alabama, in my opinion. And then that put Alabama with two and would give Tennessee a shot. Yeah, it's going to be hard for the SEC to get three in like a lot of people have talked about because you've well, got – I don't, I don't, I don't if, see it. I if don't see Clemson that happen. goes undefeated and TCU's sitting there undefeated, you might not even get two in. I mean, well, you, know, you might just get – if Michigan's got one loss and it was a close game in Columbus – you, they, yep. can't, I don't see three. I don't think that's possible. I don't, I don't see so anybody either. getting in with two losses. Um, I just don't see it, Billy. So if Alabama beats Georgia and Georgia beats Tennessee, we've got three with one loss and one of them's out. And that one that would be out, in my opinion, would still be Tennessee because if Georgia just lost Alabama, unless it was a bad loss, and it wouldn't be. Um, but I can't see all three of those getting in, guys. Do y'all? I don't. No, I, no, I don't. But I can already see the chaos ensuing if Tennessee only only has one loss and they don't get in. Yeah, uh, I can already see that. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's just this is the type it, of year for that not to happen. It's just the way things work, and it's happened before. Um, I just think winning late in big games matters to these people. So if Alabama's got one loss and they beat Georgia and Georgia's got one loss, but it's a heck of a game, don't y'all think Tennessee would be the one out? I do. Probably, especially if Nick Saban's on the committee. (laughs) Well, and the other thing is, is the other big one in that is Clemson and TCU. They're the only two left with, that are mm-hmm. undefeated. I would say Michigan, but one of Ohio State or Michigan is going to have a loss because they yeah. play each other. Them being so undefeated, that's those watch are Clemson and TCU. If if they both have one losses now, a loss, Tennessee might sneak in as number four. Right. Yep. But they, but it's going to be Michigan, Clemson, and TCU going to have to falter, in my opinion. Michigan's a team, Watson. I know you've talked about them, saying you like them, but they're a team that I feel like is getting forgotten right now. I mean, the way they've dominated, they haven't had the best schedule. 
but it'll be interesting to see if they're in the top four tonight or it's Clemson. I'm going to bet you they put Clemson in front of them. What do y'all think? I don't know. Tomorrow night. Well, I just got a feeling they're going to put Clemson in front of Michigan. Maybe not. I I have a feeling they will too, but you never know with this, with these rankings. I mean, I feel it, like they is always it tonight or tomorrow night. They were tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow night for yeah. those of you watching live. We're saying Monday or Tuesday. So who do you guys think the committee is going to put in uh, Ohio State, Tennessee, Georgia, Ohio. I, I think Georgia, they're going Michigan. Clemson. I think they're going Michigan. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So you too. think it'll be what we got up here. Well, now, wait a minute. You just got through saying you thought it'd be Clemson. I think it's going to be Clemson. No, I'm talking about Billy. Billy oh. just waffled. Oh, did I really? Yes, you did. Oh, I thought I meant to say Michigan. I like Michigan this year. Uh, Billy said too, and they you. nominated Penn State. Don't let that go out of the committee's eyes. They absolutely rushed for 400 and something yards in the game. And Penn State played Ohio State a whole lot better than they played Michigan. Now, it was at home, and Michigan was in the big house. So, that does matter. Uh, but – and that's what Tennessee is going to have to go to another big house in Athens this weekend. That ain't going to be easy. Billy's participation in this segment brought to you by the folks at Waffle House. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. God forbid I misspeak. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Margin for error for you is very is razor thin. Yeah. Okay. This is a favorite for me. Studs and duds. <laughs> Let's start with the studs. Give me a sec. You're firing right into this, George. Yeah, did I need to delay? I mean, <laughs> they were just getting right into it. Here we go. Okay. Here's the part that really gets to me. Yeah, we know they're really good on offense. Nobody's denying they've got some serious skill people. But Watson, somewhere, this coaching staff has taken their defense from here, well, let's here to up here. Is anybody noticing that? Yeah, and that's what I was going to talk to Tony about tomorrow, and I'll go ahead and kind of give you my thoughts on today, and we then I can throw it at Tony. But reason I think their defense is playing better and better, they're, they're – relaxed and loose and playing because they know they don't got to shut that team out. Yes. Mm-hmm. They know that Tennessee's going to score a bunch of points. And so I think they're over there just flat ball balls out playing. I do. And I think it's made them better when they don't have that pre- – okay, we'll come after them. We gave up a touchdown. So be it. We'll stop them the next series. I, the offense is so good then I think the defense now is just doesn't feel that pressure. And so they're getting better because of it. And I think the play calling doesn't feel the pressure. Tennessee's not afraid to come after you, man. Oh, no, no. They'll, they'll bring five in a heartbeat, sometimes six. And if that's an old close game, 21-20, or I'm not sure they'd be as loose as they are. So I think that's part of it. The one place I've seen them get a little better, and we'll see it this weekend. We'll see if it holds. Secondary. I thought the secondary was very poor early in the year. Very poor. The last couple of weeks, they've been better. 
I'm anxious to see now that they're really playing another offense since Alabama didn't think they're very good against Alabama at all. Stud uh, number two. Okay. Louisville. Mm. Man, where is this coming from? Look at what they did to Wake. They're getting better. Woo. They are getting better slowly. They got a great quarterback. That kid mm-hmm. is going to be a high draft choice. Uh, and he, and honestly, got a little uh, Lamar Jackson to it. He's another yep. Lamar Jackson that's a that's a better thrower coming out of college than Lamar was. Has Lamar Jackson improved passing the ball? Wow. Yeah. He is so much better than he was. I know he still has those moments of bad interceptions, but boy, he's throwing balls in small areas. Louisville's pretty good right now. I wouldn't want to mess with him. I, okay. I thought had- they would catch Wake Forest at a perfect time, and they did. But don't take away from Louisville. I think they're pretty good. They were a weekly dud to start the season, oh, and now they well, they were. Well. George had every right to make them a dud. You can. They you were can poor. Both. <laughs> Number three. How about those Baylor Bears? They went – are they only five and three? Yeah. 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 Really? They yeah. were in the top. They had a spell there where they – matter of yeah. fact, had they lost three in a row coming into that game? I think you're right. They, they, they lost three in a row, George, and, and went and dominated Texas Tech. Dominated. They showed them who daddy is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Number four. Uh-oh. Your brother. Huh? Don't let that – You know hot. what? They're seven and one. Coach, they're seven and one, and they ain't that's this is the best team they played. And I was proud of them because they were down the whole game. They'd they went in the fourth quarter down 24-21 and dominated the fourth quarter and scored 21 unanswered points and won 42-24. That game's a lot closer than 42-24. Uh, Pitt had them on the ropes in the first half and but they hang in there, and they got a great quarterback. Kid threw five TDs. He's a player. I think he's itching up into the Heisman talk. I'm telling you. And he ought to be. And he's a freshman, a redshirt freshman. But his whole family went to North Carolina. His brothers, you remember, played. You remember the the Mays that played, played basketball. basketball Luke Mays. Those are his brothers. And so – and they got to go to North. They got to go to Virginia this week. If they lose that one, he'll kill himself. Virginia's bad. And then they go to Wake next week. They're, I think they're already in the championship game against Clemson. I think they're already in. So schedule's falling perfect for him. He won some early games, George, by the nick of the. I mean, Georgia State being one. Who was the other one? App State won. Yep. Uh, and now they're getting better on defense. So all of a sudden, they're, I think they're ranked 17th in one of the polls. They'd be a two-and-a-half-point pick over Houston. <laughs> That's the Texans, not the Cougars. Oh, oh no, I think it'd be higher than that. that. <laughs> I should have said it. I think okay. they'd be higher than that. Now, now to the duds. South Carolina, come on. You've got, you've got the momentum. You've just had this big home win, and you have no clue how to put it aside. They got ripped by Missouri. No, oh, they got no offense. They really they didn't have any offense against Kentucky much. They didn't have any offense when they beat – who did they beat the week before? And they got A&M. All A&M, they didn't have much offense. And they beat a Kentucky uh, team without Will Levis. And here coming now – Andy's had a week off, yeah. just like they did before Ole Miss. Look out. This is – if they're going to win one, George, this is the week right here. 
the Commodores, they better, I'm telling you right now, South Carolina better buckle up their chin strap because I think they're going to catch Vandy at their absolute best this week. Fresh, uh, played a good game last week, got a little confidence even though they lost, but and and played Missouri down to the wire, and then Missouri goes into South Carolina and beats them. I'm telling you, this is the week. If the Commodores are going to get one, here it is. Watson, I know George is going, but are you going to that game? Yes, I'm going the because of the – 82, 82 teams been okay. being honored, and I'm going back with that. Yeah. Dud number two. Oh, are you serious? How about this? Eight to nothing. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. Go figure, man. Neither when I saw you. this one, I said, huh? Is the score reversed? <laughs> I mean, if, if you got that score wrong, my oh gracious, my did Oklahoma State and South Carolina drink the same stuff before the game? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That Oklahoma State offense, we've seen go up and down the field on everybody. Yeah. They get a goose egg? Zero. I mean, did the quarterback get hurt? Zero. I don't know anything about the game. Yeah, San- Sanders didn't play, but Case- Martinez didn't play either for K-State. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I- he so did Sanders not. didn't kid, play. Uh, Howard, Will Howard, mm-hmm. uh, well, no I believe wonder okay. started I- for okay. K-State. I-, I see it a little better then. Duck number three. The toppers. Oh, yeah. Some people were happy about that. (laughs) I thought you'd put the Texans right there. (laughs) We can't get the Texans out of our mind. Uh, I I thought the Houston Texans would show up in that spot right there. (laughs) Should have. So, Western Kentucky, this was a home game. I don't know. They got routed. when you picked Liberty, I had that. I would have said, yeah, because I, I came close to t- – I was right. picking in front of you that week, and I came close to taking that one. But last week, I didn't even look at that game. I said, look, I, don't even, I didn't even look it up. I don't know nothing about it. You do uh, now. I didn't know who North Texas had played. So that was a good pick by you. When we release the standings on Thursday, it might be a little uh, change there. Uh-oh. Huh? Oh, yeah. Do the math. Are you and our what? fourth – Do what? You didn't pass me, did you? No, no. Well, I don't know. Did you win? Yeah. Who'd you have? I had Louisville. Oh, dad, come it. Well, let's just say this. I'm nipping at your heels. Well, well, (laughs) front runner. Yeah. I'm telling you, Billy, get ready, bud. The fourth dud, Rutgers. Mm. 31 nothing. How many more times you go to Minneapolis and score? God. How many more times you gonna make Rutgers a dud in a season? I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> thirty-one nothing. Let's change. Let's make him Billy at least have to change teams every once in a while. Yeah, it's our it's fifth is the Texans. <laughs> we'll go to the break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Auburn coaching search. Watson will get in on that. We'll talk a little bit about Hugh Freeze's contract and does that eliminate him from the Auburn job? Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, to nobody's surprise, Auburn today fired head football coach Brian Harson. Watson, seems like to me there were two things that played into why today. Number one, because they laid a huge egg against Arkansas. They were awful in that game. And secondly, with this new athletic director, John Cohen, apparently coming from Mississippi State, the likelihood is 
he told them, you fire him. This is your mess. I don't need to be in the middle of this one. Yes, I think you nailed it. I think that's it. I think, and the second piece being the big piece. They, they've been poor. You knew it was coming. I think they've waited till they got their AD. And then the AD basically said, they said, do we need to let him go? Do you want to look in and evaluate it and come in? He said, I think he said, yeah, need to let him go. And let's get started on this. And um, I think you're dead on it. And uh, as soon as they got him, which hadn't been announced yet, right? But he's the, he is going to be the AD, I think. The, the, the guy from – is it Cohen? Is that his name? Cohen from Mississippi State. Yeah. And uh, I hear good things about him from a lot of my Starkville friends from my years at there that they think he's done a really good job. And uh, uh, interesting that he would want to jump in that fire right now at Auburn and have to take on the Crimson Tide and – Hire a coach and so good it's money. One one point five million. That could do it. Well, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so Watson, if I threw out Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, Matt Rule, Deion Sanders, would you take that group or the field to be the next football coach? I'd take the top two to be the football coach. Okay. That you said. Okay, let's I'll even cut it down even closer than you got it. Okay, let's start with Hugh Freeze because over the weekend he signed an eight year deal at Liberty. Yep. Now, it would look incredibly scumbag for him to say, not well, is that in the dictionary? <laughs> well, not quite with that use. <laughs> I didn't look that one up. See, it's okay, but if I, if I use it in a sentence, you are a scumbag. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh that was so God. much fun. <laughs> Let's do it again. Billy is a scumbag. Oh, God. I can't. You just keep going. I can't. Incredibly scumbag. <laughs> it's the word of the day. It's, it's kind of what this section started Uh, we got to okay. get back on track. So <laughs> you got me going on this one. Where were we? I don't even know what you said. No, I know. Do you rule out? Yeah. You freeze or I you saying uh, nothing would shock me? I think they're going to the top two first. I talked to you earlier about you freeze. The more I've thought about it, I'm not sure he won't listen. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I, th I think he will listen. Now, does he go or not? I don't know. But they're going to Hugh Freeze, and they're going to Lane Kiffin. That's the first two. Why? Both of them have beat Nick Saban. Yep. Both of them have beat Nick Saban. They're not going past those two first. Okay. Let, let's, let's take the Kiffin piece of this. On one hand, you say, at Ole Miss, there's a certain level of pressure, but it's not national champion kind of pressure at Auburn it will be but on the mm -hmm. flip side would be appealing to his uh, you know desire to compete you know that Lane Kiffin would love to be the person to say I ran Nick Saban out yeah and I think he's probably sitting there saying how much longer is Nick gonna go to and he knows the minute Nick's gone it's gonna go fall off 
Who wants to make follow that? It won't be Dabo. I promise you Dabo Sweeney don't take that job. But I think Lane's, quote, ego, and I don't mean that in a negative way, Lane's ego of wanting to take on Nick and really take him on and feel like he's got all the pieces that recruiting and everything and facility and and history at Auburn. They've won national championships recently too. And I don't – it'd be hard to get past Lane. I think they'll go to Lane first and Hughes second. That's what I think. Okay. But can they afford to wait? I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. It's not but three, what, four more weeks, three more weeks? Well, I guess what I'm getting at, isn't it vital for Auburn to get that person in place? Not if you if you know you got Lane, you'll wait. You will wait for him. But there's no way him. that's going to stay quiet. Not in this day and time. I we watched Tommy Tuberville stand up in front of Ole Miss when he went to Auburn. <laughs> he stood right up in front of his team. The media says, "I'm staying at Ole Miss. I'm a rebel." <laughs> he leaves six hours later, and I, I, I don't him. think. They find him on a plane landing in in Auburn, Alabama. (laughs) I don't think we should rule that part of it out, though. I mean, Kiffin, as much as he's a guy that might take the Auburn job, he also feels like a guy that might want to make that statement to say, nope, I'm not leaving Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not saying he will go. I'm saying they're going at him first. Right. And I'm not sure he will turn it down. Given that this guy has close ties the, the new AD, to Dan Mullen. Could you sell Dan Mullen right now in Auburn? No, no way. I don't think so. He just lost at what Auburn would say is a very comparable job to Ayers and didn't get it done there. I don't see Auburn going there, no. Okay. Um, tell me how you think they handle Dion, who is likely to be pretty open about his desire to have the job. I don't know. That's probably your best question there. I, well, it's got to be they, better than scumbag one. Scumbag uh, well, that two. wasn't a question. That was, <laughs> that was, that a, was an adjective. Non-dictionary. Was double word. adjectives. <laughs> Is that one word or two, by the way? It's hyphen. Hyphenated. Okay. Does hyphen mean two words or one? Call your brother. Ask him. <laughs> My brother? And he can't spell his own name. Why am I calling him? <laughs> He's doing all right. This is the He's show. Cheap right. Shots, right? Oh, but he man. can't spell. He's doing all right. This is Cheap Shot City. No. Uh, what was the question? How do we? How do they handle Dion? Meaning, yeah. do they go to him? Will they interview him? I'd say yes. I would say they will interview him. If they go to Lane. And he shows interest, but won't tell them anything. And then they're going to they're going to keep looking around. I would say uh, they go to Dion and interview Dion. Yeah. What would be your biggest concern? There's no doubt Dion can recruit, and there's no doubt Auburn needs it. They I, lack talent right now. I think Auburn is a little bit like Alabama was when they hired Nick. They'd hired. Mike Price, Mike Shula, uh, Mike DeBose, 
Um, they'd gone through some guys, Dennis Francione, and I think they said, I don't care what it costs. We're going for a winner that's mm -hmm. already won. That's why I don't think it'll be Dion. I think they've got, they can't take another chance at Auburn right now. They've got to find a proven winner that's won big. And, and winning big to me would put, even though they hadn't won championships, that's why I put Lane and, and uh, Hugh up there high because they both have beaten. Uh, well, Lane, has he beaten? I don't think he's beaten Nick, has he? Lane Kiffin? Yeah. No. I don't think okay. he has beat Nick. Okay, let, let me try a couple of these. Do you think Auburn's fan base would be okay with Dion? No, I don't think so. I, I again nothing not I think they want a proven big time winner. That's what I think. And I don't think they're gonna be happy with anybody that either hadn't won big, won championships, maybe not national, but championships somewhere, or has beaten Nick. Or has got Nick's number, being on Nick's staff, and they they know Lane's not afraid of Nick. They know that, and I think they would accept that. I think they would accept Hugh Freeze because he beat Nick twice back to back years. He did have Metcalf and AJ Brown <laughs> when he did that. Two pretty good receivers. By the uh, way, on I, the Liberty staff is former Brentwood Academy quarterback Kent Austin, and he would be a very strong candidate to get mm -hmm. that job if Hugh Freeze were to leave. I think he would get it, personally. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I do, too. I think he would get the job. Um, so I just don't think they will drop down to Dion's level as a coach yet. I think he's done a great job, but I don't think he's been a head coach long enough, hadn't won – on the level they got to win on. I just don't think they're a year. If they'd hired him in this last hire, maybe when they hired Harson, I'm not sure they wouldn't have thought about it then, but now they're saying no more playing around. You better go get us a, a name guy bringing him in here. What about Matt rule? Matt would be one that would be considered. He won the big 12. He won the big 12 played in the, what was it? The orange bowl or one of the big bowls. Um, Went to the NFL. They don't. They don't call that against you whatsoever. I've watched people come back from the NFL. Lou Holtz, Steve Spurrier. Alabama didn't hold that against Saban. Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> they don't. I think they look at it as what you do in college ball. Yeah. And um, I, I just don't think it would be Dion and, and all the respect in the world for what he's done. But I just don't think he's done enough yet to get that job. Do y'all do y'all think they made a statement with the Cohen potential hire? I mean, I I think that's something we might be glossing over a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 not saying that's some kind of a grand slam hire, but that's that's a legit AD that has done really well at Mississippi Mississippi State. Well, what are you getting at? I don't understand. Like, if is that some is that a statement? So hey, they're going big on the AD here. They got to go big on the head coach here. So maybe does that rule out a Deion Sanders or? Uh, a, a coach like that. Coach, I don't think they give a dang who they hire as the AD. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying, but it's all about who they're going to hire as the football coach. That's going to be the thing. And uh, there's no way they don't get a big name, no matter how much money they have to spend to do it. And we're I'll missing some names probably, Billy. Oh, sure. We're, I'll we're say this for Cohen. Names. 
Huh. I hope it's all guaranteed money. <laughs> well, it was with Saban, I think, when they hired him. Yeah. You don't get those kind of contracts very often, guaranteed money. Let's uh, let's go to the break on that, Watson. Well, okay. Let, oh, did you, yeah, you want to get you know to this what? or no? Let, let's go ahead and do that. Let, let's very quickly. It, it's shameful. It's pathetic. What do you think comes out of this? Well, I, I think the coach at Michigan State's jumped on it pretty quick. I think he, had, he, he saw the videos and everything. They are, by the way, George, it's ugly. Uh, I'm not sure there won't be criminal charges on some of these kids. Um, just bad, bad deal. It's, it's, it's a bad deal. Now everybody's trying to throw the Nick Saban deal with the kid that swung at, uh, I guess, a girl on the right. on the field and that, and it don't make Nick look real good, I guess. Supposedly there's been another video of that come out uh, that they hadn't seen, but you they got to get first. They got to get out of these tunnels. You've been there. You, Memphis oh, was that way. Yeah. I, yeah. I was in the tunnel with Memphis every time we went up there. Uh, we, I told you that the, the, the cotton bowl, the old cotton bowl was that way with Oklahoma and Texas, same tone. That's dangerous stuff. You somehow they got to get that changed. I would bet you the big Ten's change dressing rooms, find a place to put them, but they ain't going to be there again. But that was a bad deal. Got to get stopped. College football does not need that to start happening now. We'll skip the last one and hold on to it until later. The plaster bed of the day, which I know all of you breathlessly await, is coming up next on Main Street Media Television. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 subspecialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. 
At Sumner Funeral and Cremation, our mission is to serve families as our own, celebrate the life of their loved one, and help begin the healing process. My whole family, including my wife and my mom and siblings, were very happy with the treatment that we received. I would highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation. We offer funeral, burial, cremations, and pre-planning services. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Don't look now. George has inched a little bit closer to 500 on his bets of the day. We'll see if he can get a little bit more closer tonight. It's powered a little bit closer. George is already mocking me. His mic's off, though. George, it is powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. Nice timing there for this weekend. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, at your workplace, or on unsafe property, you should let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. Okay, let's take a look at this past weekend that was for George. 61 and 63 now. Oh, yeah. A little bit closer. He oh, won yeah. the Ole Miss bet. Oh, Mac Brown pulled through for you up in uh, Chapel Hill. The Titans, God bless him. The Titans pulled through. Syracuse and the Jets lost, though, so New York not treating you well. Syracuse. I called yeah. it. I, I knew Notre Dame would win that. Okay, Watson, before I let Billy reveal where I'm going tonight, let me say that I have wussed out on the Cincinnati-Cleveland game tonight. I, I don't know which way to go on it. So I'm not going to take that. Now, that makes me a wuss bag. It does not make me a scumbag. <laughs> you got that? I, I, let's don't get down to that level, okay? No, absolutely not. So I'm going with the fighting Phils. The Phils. You know what? At home during the postseason, their crowd is worth something. They get after it. They are what sports is all about. They get to this level and they bring it. And they will, if weather permitting, if they bring it tonight, they're going to win. So what are you, George? 49.125%? Or are you? Have you done the calculations what, yet? What, you know what, what, is your, what is your percentage at this point? Well, you know what? It will not take me long to do that. That's BGA um, math. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Although... BGA math is outstanding math. But since you've asked, 
It's 49.2%. I missed it by one. I said yeah. one, two, five. So I missed it. Yeah. barely. Um, what's pathetic is that we're congratulating me. Yeah. Congratulating. You're still a loser. You're <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Say that again. I say we're congratulating and you're still a loser. I mean, you're still losing. We've I mean, got to do as amazing. much. We've got to do as much encouraging as we can. I've, I've lost a few times. I ain't been congratulated too many times when I lost. No, no. And I don't expect you to congratulate me. I'm not. I know. You, you get above 500, loser. I'll start being a little nicer to you. You called me a loser. That was very hurtful. I said, well, I didn't mean you're a loser. <laughs> I'm sure you're still well, a loser in the bet. I didn't call you a but loser. But if you had stuck with it, others would have agreed with you. No, they wouldn't. No, no, we're not going there. Scumbag maybe, but not loose. <laughs> Tomorrow, this scumbag's lined up a great show for you. Tony Basilio from Knoxville. Man, that, that'll get it going. And former Georgia quarterback David Green. Remember the touchdown that he threw late at Neyland Stadium to beat the Vols? And it... It had Larry Munson talking about a hobnail boot. Nobody knows what the hell a hobnail boot is. We'll ask David if he knows. How about that? How about it? Yeah. Watson, behave until then. I can't wait to see your pretty face tomorrow, George. Yeah, I know. You need, you got cataracts. Get them worked on. <laughs> well, I do. Really? Let's go, George. I'll try to behave. It's not easy for you. No, it's not. We'll see all of you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us on Main Street Media Television.